like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand up. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, God's Kingdom. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. To the sixth chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to be looking at some revealed knowledge. Some of you have heard it before. Now hear it again for the first time. Going to be talking about God's kingdom has come and it is coming. In Matthew chapter 6, commencing at verse 9 through 13, and I'm reading. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Hallelujah. God's kingdom has already come, and God's kingdom is on the way a second time. And I thought when, when, when years ago, reading and studying, I tried to analyze in my mind if the kingdom has already come, and what I've just read to you is what is called the model prayer. Some people call it the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is in John's Gospel, chapter 17. This is not the Lord's Prayer. These are the ingredients that should make up a believer's prayer. One part of that is controversial, and that is in verse 10, Thy kingdom come. Because there are some ministers, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again today, that you do not have to pray for that kingdom that is coming. If you understand which kingdom it is that's already here. Now that may sound a little throwed off, but it's not. Because if you pray that kingdom come, then you as a believer, do you know where you are when you're praying that prayer? Because if you're praying that God's kingdom would come, then have you looked at your new birth experience with Jesus to see where you are. 
And if you are born again, you are in the kingdom. So which kingdom are you talking about? So you have to be able to distinguish what the word is actually saying because the greater part of this in verse 13, it declares that thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So the kingdom of God is a person and the kingdom of God is a happening. And so where we are today and Jesus teaching his disciples to pray after this manner, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in heaven. So what Jesus here has reference to in the coming of the kingdom, that kingdom is already here. And we have to understand what is actually being said here. Since the kingdom of God is already here, then we that are born again are already in the kingdom. Do I need to say that again? We that are born again are already in the kingdom. So when you pray that kingdom come, in your sanctified mind, which kingdom are you talking about? Because in today's vernacular, in the way that we talk, the kingdom of God has already been and always has been God's desire for heaven to come down to earth. And the first step has been consummated by God through Jesus in the flesh when he died, he was buried, and he rose again. His kingdom is here right here right now. And access into that kingdom is only through the doorway of Jesus through the new birth. So who's not a born again right now is not in the kingdom. So the kingdom I want to talk to you about first is that spiritual kingdom. The spiritual aspect of the kingdom of God is right here right now on this earth. And no one can enter into it. It's good to have a good church, but you can join every church in the city and still you're not in the kingdom. And they can build as many kingdom halls as they want to. That's their hall. It's not God's hall. So there's a spiritual kingdom and then there is going to be a literal kingdom. That literal kingdom is futuristic from where we are right now. But that spiritual kingdom is right here right now in this place because you remember when they crucified our Lord they put over his head king of the Jews they really were trying to mock him but they had no idea that he's really the king <laughs> and so when we talk about God's kingdom where it is now and who may enter into that kingdom is the conversation for today because we, we must uh, embrace spiritual truth and the spiritual aspect of that kingdom. And that kingdom is right here, right now. So when we're preaching and teaching uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and a person receives Christ, at that point they enter into the kingdom. So the kingdom of God is not entered into by the works of man is entered into by the grace of God. Okay, now having that said, so when we say 
in the model prayer, thy kingdom come, uh, then you, you must be talking about the kingdom that is coming literally, and that's going to be the 1,000-year reign of Jesus. That's the millennium. So if you as a believer are going to say thy kingdom come, make sure that's the one you're talking about. Because a sinner can, and we know that God does not heal sinners. Uh-uh. So when a person is praying, thy kingdom come, then do we take for granted that this person is asking for Christ or wanting a new life or wanting a new break? Or what is he actually saying? See, the mind can be darkened through ignorance. And a lot of things sometimes that we take for granted that we do know, a lot of times we will never know those things until we are brought face to face with the light. Because it's the light that teaches us what the darkness is. So, thy kingdom come. Make sure as a believer that you're talking about the one that has not come. Because the spiritual kingdom of God is right here, right now. Now, I'm going to go about to prove those things and we're going to move on. And preferably, the last thing that we look at today is the literal kingdom. But right now, we're going to look at the spiritual kingdom. Good? Go to John's Gospel, chapter 3, and verse 5. The Gospel according to John, the third chapter. And it's this conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus. John's Gospel, chapter 3. Well, let me read, commencing at verse 1, verses 1 through 7. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. So it's, it's through this born again experience, it's receiving Jesus, believing that God raised him from the dead, confessing him with your mouth, and receiving him into your heart by faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. So it's through the water, that's the word, and of the spirit, that's the Holy Ghost, which means the words that are here are spirit. Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So life is in Christ. Anyone without Christ does not have life. They are existing. And why would the man say, I've come that you might have life if you already had it? So what we have here is a bifurcation or a separation 
of truth to understand what the master is saying. If he came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly, then when he came, we didn't have life. That's why he came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, uh, uh, a guy who was very high up in the Pharisaical hierarchy and uh, a teacher of the Jews, a rabbi, did not know what Jesus was talking about. So the Lord broke it down. And in verse 3, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now you got to take in mind that this born again that came out of the mouth of Jesus is a whole new concept. It's a whole new approach to life. People were walking around like they are today, walking around breathing and talking and laughing and going to work and going to get some gas and, and all that. But they're dead people. I ain't got no help in here. They're dead people. We are living on an open graveyard. And these are the hard truths, but they are true. So he came to give life because everybody was dead. And so when he said that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There's just simply no way that an individual uh, without Lord the Lord can even begin to understand these scriptures. Now, people can read them and quote them, but do you understand what you're reading? So, uh, that born again thing came out of the mouth of, of Jesus, and the old people back in the old church used to say, you must be regenerated and born again. That's what they would say. You must be regenerated and born again. Now, the first birth, and you, we can see, I'm not going to call Nicodemus an ignorant man here. I'm just going to say all of us in here are ignorant of some things. But we should possess a willingness to be taught a better way and the way. So Nicodemus raises a question in this fourth verse. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, that was his thinking capacity. That's the best that Nicodemus could do. And that's the best question that he could come up with. You mean to tell me that I'm going to have to go back into my mother's womb and come back out the second birth? No, that's not what Jesus was talking about. But we have to meet people where they are with word that we have so they can begin to question what it is that we're talking about. And that's what opens the door for you to deposit truth to that individual. And if it's received, then you can go on from there. But the average person, and I say that again, because it, even in this great audience here today, it seemed to be an astounding truth. When I said everybody that you interact with is dead, unless they're born again. They're dead. They're dead in trespasses and they're dead in sins. That's why we have to be careful at the church when we come sometime and we embrace people we think that are born again. But when you hear them talk, you got a big old question mark on your brain. 
because everybody at the church is not in the church and you cannot get in the church on your own because the church is an invisible entity that's only entered into by the new birth. So we have the kingdom, we have the church, we have the day of Pentecost and we have the coming of the kingdom. But the kingdom I'm talking about right here, right now is here right now because Jesus was here. And so that kingdom can be entered into only by the acceptance of Jesus, which gives an individual a new beginning, a new heart, a new start, a new God. Got it? So Nicodemus wanted to know, could he enter the second time into his mother's womb? I'm not trying to be irreverent. Can't none of us go back there. That's impossible. We, we're out here now. Some of y'all have careers. Some of y'all have retired from where you were. You old cooter. I mean, say, you've been here a minute. And, and some, some of our mothers are dead and gone. So if that was the entryway into the kingdom and mama dead, then what you supposed to do? You can't go next door. I'm just trying to reason with you. Now, if you think this sounds far off, you ought to hear somebody that don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so in verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water, that's the washing of water by the word, and of the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter into, is a very important word. He cannot enter into the kingdom. If he's not born of that word, he cannot enter into the kingdom. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. Word was God, not a God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. So since thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, all that is pointing toward Jesus. No one that's not born again is in the kingdom of God. They're not in there. They're not in there spiritually. Okay? So, uh, in verse 3, Jesus said, except a man is born again, he can't see the kingdom. In verse 5, he says, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom. So, first of all, he's blind in verse 3. He can't see it. And if he's not born again, he cannot enter. So if you cannot enter, that means you're outside. Come on now, y'all don't want to judge me. I mean, if you can't enter, it, it's just like you hear your doorbell ringing. You got this little, little thing on your door where you can look outside and see who it is. Unless you open the door, they can't come in. Well, I put it like this. <laughs> they, sh they shouldn't come in. Well, if, if, if they're not coming in, that means that, mean that they are out there. So everyone that's born into this world is born of a woman. Born of a woman and only have a few days and they're full of trouble. And their journey at the end of it, when they die, which they already did, that's the first thing, when they die without Christ, that's the first step, that's the first death. And then uh, there is a spiritual death, the second death. They end up in the lake of fire and brimstone. That's just how serious this thing is. 
Now, I know we got lights and we got microphones and we got speakers and all that. That enables us all to be able to hear a little bit better. But people without Lord, the Lord is not saved. And they are not in the kingdom. It can be your husband, your wife, or whoever. Okay, so <clears throat> Nicodemus wants to know how can these things be. In verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Now, that's where you got your last name from. You were born of the flesh. Our mothers, as wonderful as they are, cannot born us again. Even if a woman has a miscarriage, you can say, oh, well, we're going to try this again and stick the baby back up in that. What are you doing? That baby is out. That which is born in the flesh is flesh. <clears throat> That's why you have to be careful as a Christian when it comes to giving people last part of your mind. See, now you're back in the flesh. You're in the flesh. And we know that we are spirit with a soul and we have a body. So the flesh is an attitude. It's, it's a whole nother world out there. So the Lord wants us to walk in love, show love, show kindness, show forgiveness, and all that. Those are significant as it relates to the kingdom of God. So if I say I'm born again and treat you like dirt, then I, I need to. And, and if you're born again, you know that I'm treating you like dirt. So you already know that this may be a child of God, but there are a lot of issues with this person. Because God doesn't treat people like that. Okay, so in verse 7, marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Now, verse 8 is a tricky verse. I use the word trick. God don't have no trick. But I'm, I'm saying it, it takes a little bit to reach out and get that. Jesus said in verse 8, the wind bloweth where it willeth or where it listeth. And thou hearest the sound of it, but canst not tell from where it cometh. Now, when you're outside working in your yard, working in your garden, on the way to your car or, or whatever, and that wind come and blows past you and is blowing up things around you, did that wind come from the north? Did it come from the south? Did it come from the east? Did it come from the west? That's the first question. Second question is when it left you, where did it go? Ain't no way you're going to answer that question. The wind blow where we want to blow. So this is not as God has simplified it for us. Just to break it, bring it down to one sentence. You must be born again. And this time, not of the flesh, but of the spirit of God. You got that? So now that's the kingdom that has already come. And it was ushered in when Jesus came. First Peter chapter one. The kingdom of God, where is it now and who may enter into it? It is right now, right here on earth. And who may enter into it? Everyone who comes and receives Jesus enters into the kingdom. All right. First Peter chapter one and verses 23 through 25, you'll find these words. Being born again. Born again. That's a phrase right there that's heavy. Being born again. You, need, you mean what I got from my mama wasn't good enough? 
it wasn't good enough. She gave you a life to be on earth, but she d cannot give you a license to be born again. You would have to accept Jesus yourself in order to see the kingdom or in order to enter into the kingdom. Okay. Being born again, not of corruptible seed. That's the seed that came out of our daddy's loins to impregnate our mother. That's corruptible seed. That's why we came out as a sinner. Oh, I know the baby is so cute. He's in the bassinet and you all in there kissing him on the forehead. You kissing a little critter. Being born again. Listen, not of corruptible seed. Somebody say, that's my daddy. Come on, y'all. Didn't the Lord say what's born of flesh is flesh? That's the best your daddy. My daddy. Let me, so I won't, I won't hurt my feelings. That's the best my daddy and my mama could do. Was to have intercourse, get impregnated, and then on the 20th day of March, I showed up. Now, when I showed up, do you think I was fit for heaven? No. You think I came here with a born-again experience? No. Do you think I was God's child? No. My mother. Man. Today's message, God's Kingdom, FC3097, FC3097 is now available on CD for only $10, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, Acres at net. Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is... I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart 
I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.